All right, welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday to you all. And folks, it's episode 40. Bam, 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 40. <laughs> Four zero. Mm. So, guys, we have an amazing guest if you're watching him right now, you don't know who he is, yo, you better get familiar, okay? Fahim, please introduce who we got. That's right. We got an OG, definitely a trailblazer in regards to Canadian basketball content. Uh, we have founder and CEO of On Point Basketball and media content and scout director for Show Improve. Let's welcome Drew Ebanks to the podcast today. Drew. Drew, oh, thank you, Drew, thank you, thank you, thank you very point, much. Drew, Drew, uh, Drew, wow, what an intro. Hot that's hey, that's right. We got to make it sweet for you, bro. How you Love doing? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing fantastic. Um, a little tired. I've got about, it seems like 12, 15 projects going at the same time. <laughs> I'm just like, why do I keep taking more on? But you know what? This is kind of what I've dreamt of doing and you know we're trying to take things to the next level so i never complain as much as i don't get enough sleep i never complain <laughs> trust me i i'm also in hashtag no sleep world so i totally get what you're talking about um no but drew like you're definitely a trailblazer we're gonna highlight you more in for the Thanks. culture but i have a question for you that might stump you a little bit but it's okay mm -hmm. the question for you is this okay on the spot drew because you're in a in a right is mm -hmm. Masai coming back is Masai coming back to the Raptors, sir? What do you think? I have been telling everybody he is coming back. Ooh, I have oh, some really knowledge of that, you know, kind of an insider. So some of my close connects uh, have let me know that he is coming back. And, and I have a good feeling about it. So you heard it right here first from On Point that Masai Ujiri is coming back to the Toronto Raptors. Where mm -hmm. else would he go? Where would he want to go? <laughs> Come on. Best thing in the world. Come on. That's he right. said what he said, y'all. <laughs> and also, just to add, you know, because as a leader, um, I read an article that you were quoted in, and you mentioned that you think in the next five years that there's going to be 40 Canadians actively playing in the NBA. Right now, we're at 17. Why do you think we're going to increase so much in the next five years? Well, there's a lot of factors, you know. Um, obviously, um, the growth of the game, the interest in the game, you know, Toronto Raptors are a little bit down right now, but this, the fans haven't gone anywhere. Uh, they hope to retool, so you still have people paying attention that way. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have the growth of coaching. You have uh, a lot of private facilities right now going up in the GTA, which is incredible. I mean, since the, the pandemic, uh, there's probably been uh, double digits in facilities that are going up, uh, specifically the playground group. Uh, they're building facilities all over from Burlington to Oshawa to Peterborough to Vaughan to Woodbridge, Brampton, um, and they're going across the country, apparently. Uh, and there's other companies, uh, independent companies that are opening up facilities as well. Even some friends of mine have opened up, you know, even one court facilities are just uh, great because you give kids, uh, you know, the opportunity to get in the gym. I remember when we were coming up, we, we had to sneak in gyms to get the runs. <laughs> now, they got, yeah, now they got these private facilities are just like, they're like the NBA, like they're decked out, they're all high tech. 
Um, and so the growth is going, the, like I said, the coaching is increasing, um, the talent pool, the fact that the kids think they can make it, they see guys like, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jamal Murray, getting it done. And, and the ladies see Kia Nurse, uh, of mm -hmm. course, uh, Natalie Chonwa, um, Bridget Carlton, and, and there's more. And we'll see, I think, more women in the WNBA because this next crop, uh, like an Aaliyah Edwards playing at UConn, yeah. you're going to see her in the WNBA. Uh, you'll probably see her former teammates, uh, Latasha Lattimore and, and Cheyenne Day Wilson, in the mm -hmm. NBA, uh, sorry, the WNBA at one point. Yeah. Um, so the growth, uh, it, the potential for the sport is amazing. And remember, there's not a lot of funding in basketball right now. When you look at the funding, you know, corporate funding, um, you know, from marketing, from companies and sponsorship, it's very minimal. Imagine if we can bump that up um, and eat out a little bit from the hockey budgets that these yep. companies or curling. Put in. Curling is big yeah. too, man. Curling. <laughs> curling budget is huge. Budget. Yeah. 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 Big, big. I like it. I actually watch it sometimes, especially in oh. the Olympics. Yeah. I never Olympics thought I fun. would. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really dope. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Ice bowling is pretty cool. Um, ice yeah. bowling? I can't. I can't with you. I can't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so we're definitely getting into a lot more in regards to uh, your on point, uh, just you being, uh, you know, pretty much like I said, an originator in regards to content. I have a question for you in regards, so we'll get to it later. Um, but first, let's just start this off with uh, the 2021 Hall of Fame NBA class. Yeah. Uh, you know, even this past year was, uh, was pretty big with... Uh, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, uh, mm -hmm. Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett highlighting. Yeah, huge. Uh, huge. Um, but the class of 2021, it's very interesting. So I think we should discuss this really quickly. Um, it's being headlined by Chris Bosch, Paul Pierce. Wow. <laughs> yes. Just big. Right, Paul big. Pierce. Mm -hmm. um, also, we got uh, Chris Bill Weber. Russell. Oh, okay. Chris Weber. Yep. Uh, we, we got Ben Wallace. So we'll start with those. We'll get to Bill Russell just after because he's going into the coach. But in regards Great. to those four, uh, anything stick out or anything you guys want to mention about those four that I've, I've, I've thrown out? I mean, like you talk about 2020 class uh, being heavyweights, you know, obviously <laughs> Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, those three alone. Mm -hmm. uh, Rudy Tom, Tom Jonovich, uh, incredible. Um, this class right here is not very much behind, guys, as right. far as the star power. Obviously, being in Toronto, we, we're very familiar with Chris Bosch, two-time um, NBA champion, multiple all-star, all-NBA. Uh, unfortunately, his career had to come to a, a close due to pulmonary embolism. Um, and it's funny, I, you know, it's not funny, but I mentioned that, but I actually had that condition as well back in mm. 2000. Um, same with um, Serena Williams. And yes. it's just basically... Basically, a propensity to your for your blood to clot, um, and that's what happened to me. So I kind of I have a special affinity for Chris Bosh, and you know, just because I, I went through the same thing, and I know um, you know how hard that must have been to have to stop what you love to do. Um, you know, luckily for Serena, she's able to continue and continue on her path as the okay. goat. Uh, in tennis, <laughs> men or women, in my opinion, she is the GOAT. Right. Um, you know, you add in what Paul Pierce and you add in Ben Wallace. I mean, Ben Wallace, I mean, That's if, my you dude. Love, <laughs> if you love defense, 
You gotta love what That's he brought. That's my into dude. He yeah. is the man. He is the man. And you know, if if you're not on his team, my goodness, could you imagine going up against that guy? I mean, the intimidation factor alone. <laughs> and his big afro, y'all. Like the afro, the hair. Like he's he's an epic like person because he was someone that was like, yo, I don't gotta be the best scorer, but I will impact. And I'll make your team better by having me on there. He's like a Dennis Rodman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that player that doesn't really get all the star power, but he was so important. He won like the what first team defensive player how many times? The, uh, like, four times. Four times. Yeah. Like who the, what? And yeah. the, uh, and D point of the year, how many times? Like he was a defensive like beast. So he yeah. was a huge one. But this class is very impressive. Paul Pierce, he's won titles. Paul, Chris Bosch has won titles. <laughs> yes. Paul what Pierce, title? that's interesting, right? Look what just happened to Paul Pierce. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Wow. And you know what? Like, I'm wondering if ESPN will actually hire him back. You know, because, you know, no, like, no. The, but guys, ESPN, ESPN loves clout, right? So who yeah. knows, right? Who knows? And controversy. <laughs> yes. But having him on this ballot, Fahim, will give him more notoriety for the next year, right? He'll be at events. He'll be talking to right. basketball influencers and people with money. I think Paul Pierce might come back in, in, in the media light. Maybe not at ESPN, like you said, but somewhere. I really believe it will happen. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, I think he's doing, I think I saw him uh, post a picture of him in the cannabis business. Right. Oh. Like, I see that. Yeah, right, right. I saw him in front of like, a, you know, a whole warehouse or something. Uh, so, you know what? It's 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 amazing to see a lot of the athletes now either investing in media companies you know, like KD, 35 Ventures, Steph Curry, uh, Drake, you know, the OVO Fund. And and then you see some of them investing. I, I think it was, um, uh, what's the guy that played for Indiana, the young guy back in the day? He's invested. I forgot his name. He invested in uh, the cannabis industry as well. And so, Al Harrington. Al Harrington. There you go. And so, you know, it's great to see that they're not only relying on their salaries and what they've made. They're actually thinking generational wealth and to right. make sure they don't even have to touch their nba salaries right Very so when i heard this hall of fame uh listing i'll be honest ben wallace my first gut reaction as much as i rate ben wallace I have nothing yeah. bad to say but it when i seen his name i was just like huh and it I, immediately i went to my phone and checked this, i had to double check on the stats and the credentials and the accolades right. just mm -hmm. to see exactly where we're at um and I went through, like Nelly J, you said, four-time uh, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, four-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA all second team. He, like, he has, like, <laughs> led the, he's, led the, he's led the league in blocks. He yep. led the league in rebound twice. Yep. Um, like, <laughs> and what was he, 6'8"? Was he, was, he, was he six? I don't even know if he was 6'9". I'm not even sure. I yeah, he was, was, they listen at 6'9". Listen at 6'9", so kind of maybe an undersized center. Um, but yeah, Ben Wallace, I, I actually think that he might be the, the lowest point per, uh, points in, of any Hall of Fame. What did he person. average? What no, like, how about guess, Rodman, though? How about Rodman? I think less than him, though. <laughs> uh, well, we, could, we could check that very quickly. But how, much was, how much was uh, Ben? On take a guess. Take a guess. 7.6? Nelly J, what do you say? Um, I think it was lower than that. I think he averaged like maybe three. 5.7. Oh, oh boy. I'm not wow. surprised. 
because he wasn't you know? he wasn't hired for that <laughs> he wasn't hired for that so no. um yeah you're right because i just googled so dennis rodman averaged 7.3 so just two okay, bit so, more yeah 2.4 yeah. <laughs> both pretty low but <laughs> are, yeah wow. yeah so shout out to ben wallace uh, and it's good to see and it's funny when we talk about uh greats it's always has to do with the offensive end always we, we love the scores we love the passers we you know defensive guys I mean, strictly defensive guys don't get this kind of love. So, Seaman, a Hall of Fame salute, salute to, uh, to Ben Wallace, no doubt. Absolutely. Chris Weber is the next one. Weber's another one that I thought, uh, I, I was surprised he wasn't in there before when I found out. Yeah, me too. I, I thought he was already inducted. I'm like, oh, this guy hasn't been yeah. inducted yet? Like, he's been out the league how, how many years now? Like, <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. What, you. what do you think of Weber? <laughs> um, I mean, I think he's had a pretty solid career. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if all his numbers career-wise, you probably have him there. Mm. Um, it's funny how, again, he's in the news, too, for, uh, you know, yeah. being let go on, on off of the broadcasting right. side of things right. as well. And so, wah, wah, you know, wah. I wasn't a huge, yeah, wah, wah. I wasn't a huge, <laughs> I mean, he's better than Reggie Miller, put it that way, but I wasn't Dad. a huge, watch, I mean, <laughs> a huge Weber fan. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie, eh? <laughs> Yo, Reggie? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, very he's very, very biased. You can uh, tell who he likes. What what are um what are C Webb's numbers his career what do you got there for him because I mean yeah. he's up there obviously he he came close to getting through getting by the Lakers as well right yeah right so see what on on his career C Webb's numbers are just give me one second here yeah uh, what, so what do you think just well, I'm, I'm thinking twenty I'm thinking twenty three a game maybe for his career point. 9.8 rebounds. Wow. Okay. Nelly J, what do you say? Um, Weber, no, I would say like, I would say 20 career. Average. 20? Okay. 20. Any, what about average boards? Boards, I would say maybe like eight or seven. Wow. And he's got good assists, I think, too. Right. Probably high assists, I think. I think he's high assists. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So on his career, 20 points. Oh, Ooh, 20. I was on wow. the ball. 20.7 and 9.8. Boards, so 10 hey, boards. I got the boards. You got the got boards. It. I got the points. And you mentioned his passing. You mentioned his passing. His passing is at 4.2. So for a big man, five that's, that's, that's really high. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Draymond has those high passes too. Like, he's a good assist. He's yes. a lot yeah, of assists, yeah, yeah, Draymond. Yeah. Except he's kind of missing on the points. Yeah, like well, right. like most. But hey, he'll, I, be, a and the he'll be a Hall of Famer. But, 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 but you know what? Like, for, quick question. On the Raptors, like, who's our best Wallace? Like who's our Dennis Rodman? Like we don't have a big man that that's right going now. Off. Or are you talking about yeah, for right, the franchise? No, right, right, right now, right now, do we have mm. one of those guys right now? I think every Maybe. team needs that. I feel like yeah. every team needs that like hungry board man. Like give me all, yeah. you know, give me all the boards. So anyway, so, in recent in recent memory, I'm thinking uh, Bismack Biombo might have. Yes, Bismack. Maybe maybe Reggie Evans might have fit the right. bill. Right. Um, yeah, not a lot of guys like of, grimy guys like that. Yeah, right. yeah. That. So Messiah and Bobby Webster, get us a Grammy man, okay? <laughs> get us a Grammy man. Next. We need one. <laughs> Off season, we're homework, right? Real quick, yes. real quick. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> All right. So, with the Olympic Team Canada, oh, Olympic boy. qualifiers. Yes. yes. Drew, give That's us insight in regards to this. That's coming up in Drew. June. Drew, okay, Drew. What's your thoughts on Team Canada? First of all, I actually looked it up. FIBA mm -hmm. has us ranked for the men 21st. 
Yes. Women is ranked fourth. But our women's team only have three WNBA players. Why is there a huge disparity on the relative talent on the global scale for the yes. men's and the women's? Yes. Like, I don't get it. I don't. That, that's an incredible question. Um, it's, it's crazy when you look at that and you say, wow, how could that be? But you got to remember, the WNBA, there's only 144 spots. All right. Mm -hmm. The NBA, there's about 500 spots. So technically speaking, the WNBA is probably the most difficult professional league to make oh. uh, in the world. So we've got what, three, I think at one point we may have had four or five, six. Yeah, I think we have four right now before. Yeah, we have yeah. four today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Aislinn Koenig uh, was, was trying out um, as well. Um, so no, it's, it's what it is too, uh, Nelly, is the Canadian women that are playing overseas are a lot, are deep. A lot of Canadian women playing in the professional leagues uh, overseas. And so that talent and that experience, usually um, they come back and play for Canada and they kill it. So I've always said this, the women's national team has been carrying the, the <laughs> Canadian mantle for the past, you know, 10, 15 years because the men's haven't made the Olympics since 2000. And that's 21 years, and that was uh, that was in Sydney. Um, I remember when, that year when, when they were just a shade away from making the semifinals, mm -hmm. uh, which would have you know they they could have medaled if they had beaten France. I mean, I remember uh, listening to that game and just like my heart was broken. Um, you know, Rowan Barrett's like one of my guys from high school, and you know we're very good friends with our families and everything, and. I've met, you know, Steve Nash, obviously, Sherman Hamilton, grew up with him, Shermie, and, um, you know, all those guys on the team, like, it was, it's, it can't, I can't even believe it, guys, it's been 21 years, but, yeah, Canada's ranked 21st, that, it seems forever we've been ranked 21st, mm -hmm. and the problem there is, um, obviously not making the Olympics, um, getting the results on the senior men's side, there's always been an obstacle. Even the recent uh, world championships, um, the way they positioned it um, and the, the time that FIBA had the tournament, it was very difficult for all our Canadian pros to make it. But I think going forward, um, we're going to have a situation where NBA guys are going to get cut from the team. And, and hopefully this, mm. you know, in Victoria, uh, end of June, um, they have enough of the NBA guys to come on in. Now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I don't think he may play because he's yeah. got plantar fasciitis right now. Jamal Murray, uh, of course, we know is injured, but he probably would have had a long playoff run anyways. Right. Um, so hopefully they're going to get all the big guns, and especially the vets. You need vets. you got to have the Corey Josephs, probably the Tristan Thompson still, and then you mix in the R.J. Barretts. Um, you know, you mix in uh, the young guys, maybe even a Lugens Dort uh, coming in to, to bring that defense. Maybe yes. a Dwight Powell, um, you know, from Dallas coming back yeah. from Achilles. Achilles injury. Um, you got to mix it up. You got to have shooting uh, as well. Um, so yeah, man. Last year I was supposed to be in Victoria for it. It was supposed to be last summer. Yeah, obviously. last summer. Yeah. Yeah. This COVID. summer I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna make it. I don't know mm. if I'm gonna make it this time. But I'm gonna be watching online, obviously, and yeah. uh, and rooting for Canada. We like we almost guys. We have to make the Olympics here. We have I mean, to like twenty one like, years. Come on, we have to make it. And, and what's worse was that we haven't won a medal. 
since I think no. 1936, guys. 36. Yeah. Like, we, that, that's ancient times, y'all. 36. You really, did your, you really did your research. <laughs> guys, that's a long time for the men. But no, um, so what they saw, what I heard was that only five players from the NBA sit, said that they want to come back or play yeah. verbally. And that's like you yeah. said, RJ Barrett, uh, Dylan Brooks, Ken Birch, and, yeah. and Dort, right? Those right. for sure, those five said yes. But Hey, uh, Nikel, Brandon Clark, Dwight Powell, Tristan Thompson, yep. we're not sure yet. They haven't said it verbally they yet. Right. They haven't committed yet, but I mean, I, I really hope they do because our team can do better than 21. Like, there's no excuse. We have 17 Ooh. players in the NBA, Andrew Wiggins, bro, like, no excuse. Play for yeah. the damn team. <laughs> if, if, if the... The NBA didn't have so much Canadian players, then maybe it wouldn't be so disparaging to say, oh, you know, like, but just the fact, I think, what are we, second most outside of the United States in regards yes, to we are. National- Yes, we've been like, like that for the last little while. So once we're getting these players reaching these heights, uh, it, it almost is not making sense of why we can't get these guys to play for the country. Here's the thing, maybe 20 years ago, because we've always had this thing in regards to Team Canada, in regards mm-hmm. to players wanting to play. It's nothing new, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I figure now the climate's in where you maybe have these, put it this way, like maybe 20, 30 years ago, you might have a handful, maybe two, three, like really star players playing with others who maybe haven't reached those heights. So if maybe for them, they say, okay, you know what, maybe we don't have the talent or whatever the reasoning is for not playing. Nowadays, I find it hard to believe that you, if you're Canadian in the league and you know the other Canadians that are in there, you know the kind of talent and potential that you have, I don't understand why we still have that Canadian stigmatism of say, like, I don't know if I want to represent my country, you know? There's, I, a, lot of, there's a lot of factors there mm-hmm. as well, Fahim. I mean, contract status, where are they going to be? Are they up for a contract this year? They may not want to get hurt, risk that. Mm-hmm. Again, the timing... FIBA, to me, is not doing Canada and even the U.S. a a, a service at all for when they're placing these events. Because, look, this takes place at the end of June. The playoffs are still going to be going. So why would they put this tournament where teams could possibly, you know, miss, you know, be in the playoffs and then their players can't play? Are they trying to make sure the U.S. doesn't do as good or maybe even a country like Canada with so much – uh, talent, but we need to see them perform. But this event is not going to be easy. I mean, you're talking six teams for the FIBA qualifying, Olympic qualifying. Um, only the winner, um, there's, I think, three other qualifying tournaments going on throughout the world. Only the winner is going to go through. And you look at the Nike World Rankings, guys. Um, Canada's not at the top of the with the six there. Greece is number six in the mm-hmm, world. Mm-hmm. Czech Republic is 12th. Turkey's 15th, so Canada falls on the bottom half uh, of the rankings. They're at 21, as as Nelly mentioned, China 29th, and Uruguay 45th. So even when you look at it, those six, there's six top 50 teams in the world, and you have to win to qualify. We need all the help we can get. Maybe we right. got to suit up for them, guys. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can suit up, but I'll cheer or put some, like, <laughs> uh, incense, you know, in the gym, you know, like a, like a, like <laughs> like, a Kyrie. Like Kyrie, yeah. What's a Kyrie with some incense, you sage, know? But sage, it's sage, some sage, right. yeah. Like. Um, <laughs> but it, of, all the, of all the countries you've mentioned, uh, when I think of NBA representation, 
I'm not like you mentioned Greece. Okay, yeah, Giannis and his brother, and you know, like China. The brothers, well, the brothers. Yeah, <laughs> brothers. Sorry, the brothers. Yeah, uh, multiple. Uh, who else? You mentioned China. China has had a history, yeah, with Yao Ming, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, currently, right now, that like nothing um, really, nothing really. Like everything you've mentioned, all the Uruguay. I don't know anyone like. No, you should be able from what's available left for anyone who's not going for the championship right now to come and play for the country and get them in. That's what I'd hope. Yeah, me too. All I think right, it's y'all. something that has to happen. It, it, it yeah. just, yeah. you got to have, you know, your best who are available to play. Um, and, and like I said, Greece, you know, even if they, they reach the final of the, of the qualifying tournament and have to play Greece, that's not going to be easy. Czech Republic, not going to be easy. Even a Turkey, I mean, the good thing, mm-hmm. though, we have going for us is, is it's in Canada. And so that's where we have an advantage. More times when we've been playing in these tournaments, you know, South America, they're throwing coins at people. They're throwing, you know, <laughs> they're blazing up, you know, smoke bombs, all that stuff. Right. Uh, you know, this time it's in Canada. Now, obviously, with Corona, we're not even going to have that home but court advantage, you know what I mean? So everything just, ah, man, it's going against us, but I I keep my fingers crossed. We can lock down on defense and really show our talent. And these young guys, it's time. It's time to prove what you can do. And and just to add to what both of you guys said, for FYI, there's actually 19 Canadians playing in the G League. So I'm hoping a few of them, um, because, I mean, that ended like a month ago. Hopefully a few of them will play for Team Canada as well. Because there's a lot. So 19 in the G League, 17 in the NBA. Come on, guys. We we have to be starting We've got so pros. We have so many pros playing overseas as Mm -hmm. well. And that's what they do. To qualify for this and the America Cup tournament, Canada just intersperses and inter inter and makes it interchangeable with all the players that, to make us qualify. And right. so we have a good talent pool. Um, it's time we got to get it done. Bottom line, yep. we got to win. It's in Canada. There's no more excuses. <laughs> right. Also, on the way out, of someone I mentioned Chris Boucher. That's a Canadian that love him. Yes, My guy. yeah, love him. he's. I think it's a right knee or left knee. What was the injury for him? Do you know? Yeah, that? he came back. He he came back, but yeah, he was. Uh, he but did get injured. Quite a playing bit, playing know. for the national team is it? That's a name that no one seems to really bring up after this season. Hopefully, he'll be on the radar now. Where he's I can another actually, one. Yeah, another one. Definitely. Good point for him. Definitely. Yeah. We didn't really mention his name before, um, but remember, Chris Boucher was the first and only player in, in G League history to win the MVP and, and the Defensive, defensive Player of the Year right, in right. the same season. Yeah. And we've seen the potential of this young man, yeah. uh, and he puts in the work. Um, and that's after com- coming after so torn ACL back in Oregon. And the work he's put in, the dedication. Um, one of my favorite guys that, you know, I get a chance to say what's up to him when he's in the city, um, you know, last year during the season quite a bit. And uh, we we were part of his his birthday celebration here in, oh, nice. in, in downtown Toronto. So we just, we just love the kid. He just works hard. And I told people before the season this year, Chris Boucher was going to have a breakout season. Oh, you called it. Okay. You called yeah. it and he did. Oh, I was so happy nice. for him. Very happy nice. for him. 
love the kid, man. He just puts in the work. And if you if you know his story, I mean, he just came yeah. from pretty much nothing to, uh, you know, being this player. And then he's got a, a basketball uh, program in Montreal. Uh, we're we're going to look to hopefully be able to work with them. Uh, so he's providing opportunities, um, you know, for uh, kids coming up uh, in, in basketball in the Montreal area. Same with Lugan Stork. Um, you know, his influence from Montreal basketball um, is, is incredible. So uh, we actually have a piece coming out. Actually, I was supposed to edit that. I totally forgot. <laughs> we have a piece uh, coming out on Montreal basketball with uh, my good friend Dwight Walton. From He played on the national team as well. Uh, he's based uh, a broadcaster and coach out in Montreal. So we got some great words for him. So look for that on onpointbasketball.com, our piece on the success of and growth of basketball in Montreal. Nice. We're going to keep that energy with that, like you keep said, on pointbasketball.com. Um, we're going to give you your flowers right now, my friend. Nelly, <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to For the Culture. For the Culture. We like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we got to highlight Mr. Drew E. Banks, okay? That's this right. man is busy, busy, busy. You know what's so real busy? He is beyond busy. He has, un he has <laughs> on point basketball, on point events, on point apparel. You understand? He's also having a showcase this weekend for National Hoop Showcase, also known as Show and Proof, taking place Victoria Day weekend from Friday to Monday. On top of that, what he provides as a service, they got marketing promotion, MC services, apparel for high school reps and clubs, social media training. Guys, the man is busy, 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 okay? <laughs> as well as he does mixtapes. Like, what else do you want from Drew Ebank? So, Drew, we got to give you your flowers today. And, you know, I remember when I met you a decade ago. And I'm like, yeah, oh, this guy is like doing interviews. And I'm like, okay. And back then, I was like, no one's doing this. So I want to know, Drew, because, you know, you saw a gap in Canada, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. TSN, Sportsnet, you know, we have all mm -hmm. our sports channels, but yep. there's a huge gap for the yep. culture, people like us, as well as for the Canadian media. And you saw that gap, and you decided to dedicate your life to fill that gap for the culture. And I want to know why. Why do it? <laughs> And also, I also want to know on top of that, um, at the beginning of your journey of On Point, how hard was it? Because I think people always see, oh, he's so happy. He's so, you know, he's doing great now, but I'm sure it was also a process to get to where you are today. Yeah, man. Thanks so much, Nelly. Appreciate that. <laughs> Sometimes when you list all those things, I'm just, I'm, I don't know how I do, have, have done it. I mean, I've had a great team, uh, the community supports. Uh, you forgot one thing. We got On Point Soccer. As well. I'll point so okay, I'll and point soccer. Add to the list. <laughs> add to the list, and we just got our NCAA certification for our scouting service. So um, that is, we're we're doing Hello. all this stuff. Hello. <laughs> busy, 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 Mister Busy, busy. <laughs> you you make some great points. Um, there was a gap. Um, we had so much success, and we had so many kids that were going to the states and that were playing, girls and guys. Um, that were having success and nobody was really talking about it. The mainstream media, I was working for global television at the time. Mm. Um, and I noticed, you know, we didn't have any stories. I was able to get at least one high school basketball story up on global television. Um, and that was Ryan Wright. He's, he's a pro, pro. I think he's still playing pro right now. Um, so yeah, it was about nine, nine years ago. August will be our ninth year from on point. I just kind of saw the gap. I saw that there, these stories weren't being told. 
Um, I saw that there was a guy that was producing, uh, somebody was producing these great Canada basketball commercials. And I was like, man, like I edited and, and shot myself, but not to that level. And I was like, I need to find out who that person is. We need to work together. Mm. And so I, I seeked him out. I saw him at a Canada basketball uh, tryout or uh, practice event. Um, his name was Jay Irving. And I went up to him. I said, I have this idea. Like, you know, we can do these mini doc style videos uh, on Canadian basketball, like the Wiggins, the Tyler Ennis, the Anthony Bennett. And, you know, you go to Kevin Pangos, who's making like a million plus over in, in Europe right now uh, to see where he's gone as a, you know, six foot point guard is incredible. So we covered all these kids and, you know, Jay believed in my vision. Uh, we stayed together for a year doing that. Um, it was fantastic. We got our episodes on NBA TV Canada, uh, about six of them during March Madness. I thought from there we would have got the jump. Uh, I was disappointed they didn't come back to us saying, hey, we really need to get you guys solidified and make this a regular thing. Um, that was a bit frustrating. Um, to hit that wall after we had so many people from the community seeing our, our content on NBA TV Canada and like really feeling like, man, one of us ha have made it up there. Unfortunately, the networks weren't ready um, for, mm -hmm. for us at that point. So we just had to double back. I mean, I lost Jay because he moved on. So I had to bring on new videographers. But basically what I did is I just stayed relevant. I kept going to the events. I kept featuring the, the kids. Uh, you know, we had our website, we were writing articles on them. Um, and so we just had to stay relevant. And yeah, it's been tough. It's still tough right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but we have a lot of things cooking right now. We've used this pandemic to really refocus um we we redesigned our website it's it's easier to to navigate now um our services are fully clear on there mm. because i really didn't do this to make money i i did yeah, this that's your to passion give, that is my passion i, I wanted I can to tell give, like, I like you love what you kids, do yeah i wanted to give these kids the opportunity that i never had uh, and be that conduit for it um you know so right now um i'll never regret anything we've done it's been uh, ups and some small downs but really it's just been a nice slow and i tell young people a lot of them that come to work with on point or they want to make you know have these big things they kind of are like this they want to go like this yeah and i always no tell them it's like this this is how it's got to go if you go like this you know you're the only way to come from there you're falling right back yeah, absolutely. you know so i mean i just i just grinded away um building our team now we're bringing in interns we've got people that are really enthusiastic about what they see um now with on point basketball and people seem to be finding us nowadays like they're <laughs> reaching out and um some real talented young people who are uh into marketing um into analytics um social media um you know a lot of times people think a couple things people think with me they think that i do all point full-time uh, which i don't i've been working for td um in the wealth management area for busy, 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 busy. I'm doing that, <laughs> yeah. and they and they think I'm some kind of master marketer. I mean, <laughs> all I've done is just try to be consistent, guys, with the content, um, and and continually just be there for the community, be right down the middle. I, I don't try to show favorites. I, I love all the kids. That's a thousand percent. But as far as the programs and the schools, you know, I try to go to different schools and programs. I just 
you know, I just stayed on the middle, support everybody. Um, and I think that's kind of where people trust us now. And we've seen a real shift where before people wanted on point there as a media outlet to kind of cover the event, you know, shine light. Now um, people are reaching out to us to partner in ventures, to partner in events. And so that's where I know what we've done, the respect level. It takes time for people to, to recognize what you do and you know what you're about. But once you get that respect level, um, the floodgates kind of just mm -hmm. open up. Which is what impressive. I do like is that uh, just because it, you're going on to prove this, that just because you started somewhere doesn't mean you have to end there. Like uh, a lot of times someone might have an idea, but life throws, you know, a wrench in there and it's about how you can maneuver and pivot to get to where you want to be. Um, the reason why I'm kind of mentioning that is uh, in regards to time frame, we're talking me, are we talking about 10, 15? You've been at it for a minute. Like, on points, nine years, but we, I was doing crown magazine. I did, uh, NBL Canada when we started that, the pro league, the original pro league before the mm -hmm. CBL, I was right. the director of uh, communications for the Oshawa franchise, but we basically were a part to build that league up and do right. social media for them. And before right. that, yeah, I was always involved in hoops played it uh you know like i said one year at york and uh, my brother and my family all played in the states so just being immersed since i left high school um so when i played i played at york um for a year and unfortunately we had to help with a family business uh so i wasn't able to continue my playing career but I um I definitely knew I wanted to be involved in in broadcasting and media. I uh, looked up to guys like Paul Jones, um, uh, sorry Mark Jones, David Amber, and and John Saunders, and uh, you know I looked up to those guys and I wanted to kind of emulate what they did. So I went back and I took a Seneca uh, program, a broadcasting radio and television at Seneca at York. Um, and, and it was incredible because I was working at the bank at the same time and they actually were so cool to let me go back to school for something totally unrelated <laughs> to banking. Yeah. I don't know if you do that now. I don't no, know. Not, well, now I think they pay now. for you if it's like relative to your job, but not right. if it's like a complete right. vertical, a different, right. <laughs> right. different field altogether. Different field, yeah. I was wow. like, so I would, I would go to class and then when I would finish a, a morning class, I would go to the bank or I would work to, at the bank on weekends um, to just to fill the time up. Um, and I was able to do the broadcasting program and, um, you know, I was working for Global for a while, but I really wanted to showcase basketball. Global was great, gave me a lot of experience. We cut highlight packs and, and interviewed people and I actually got on air there, but I wanted to bring basketball up because mm -hmm. hockey was already there. All these other sports really, I, I love football as well. I love soccer, but basketball was where I felt Canada needed more people to kind of know what was going on. So here's what's great about uh, you going back to school and just learning new trades and new things because say like 10 years ago when you started um, in regards to content, especially online, like uh, there wasn't a lot of con like for the up and coming players and things like that, there wasn't a ton of content. Here we are now, 10 years later, and we're flooded with content because people can just go to a hoop, uh, film themselves, upload right. on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there's that, uh, that middle position that's kind of cut out direct to consumer. Um, how, how are you finding 
in regards to the quality that's going out of the stuff that's coming out in comparison to when you might have started and had to put in that work to what people who are just, you know, cutting out the middleman going straight through what, what, like, what's your take in regards to this? Are they losing in regards to quality or like, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? That's a great question, Fahim. I mean, it's changed. I mean, I'm a, I'm an old school person, right? I'm, we're from the, that generation where you watched like documentaries and you mm -hmm. watched, you know, 10, 15 minutes. We used to do 10, 15, 20 minute pieces for on point. Like our, if you go back on our YouTube page, you'll see, you know, the Jordan brand game and it's a 20 minute piece with Jabari Parker and Aaron Gordon and Andrew Wiggins and, and Tyler Ennis and it's 20 minutes. Nowadays, they say what your attention span is, is three seconds. I think that's what they were telling us. <laughs> 1.5. Like, yeah. And I mean, like, that's a huge adjustment to be like, I'm a person who I love that long form uh, content, but long form content now, who's going to watch it? You know, you can check the stats on our, our YouTube videos. If they're longer than a minute, you might get you know, 30% that view the whole video or 20% that view the whole video. Most people drop off after 30 seconds. So mm -hmm. right. we've kind of had to change a bit. Um, even in our Instagram, we find um, it's the technology. So it's the algorithms, right? And I tell people this all the time. What you got to do now is your your uh, your IG reels is where everything's at. So yes. you, 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 you only need 15 to 30 seconds and your mm -hmm. IG reels can get up, you know, three, five, seven, 10, 15,000 views. Right. Um, so in a way, it's it's more difficult for us to kind of adapt. But in a way, it's like, you know what? This is actually pretty easy. All I got to do is put together a 15 <laughs> to 30 second video and I can get 10,000 views. I mean, I can go to a sponsor and say, hey, if I put up a video here, you're going to get thousands of views guaranteed. So mm -hmm. in a way, it's like now, okay, but you got you to gotta figure it out. Yeah. Right? So once you figure out the formula, which is what we're still learning because we're coming from the old style of media and content and, hey, my name is so-and-so. And now it's just, <laughs> boom, just throw it up there and it doesn't need an intro and it doesn't need nothing. Just put the video up there and they want to see it. Right. Oh. Right. Well, awesome. Well, Drew, honestly, we're so happy you're on the podcast. You're for yeah. the culture. You've uh -huh. been for the culture. Folks. Yeah. Check out www.onpointbasketball.com. Get familiar. Ashley was going to your shop today, but I couldn't buy anything yet, Drew. So hopefully, oh, no, I, I, hopefully we gotta the get shop back. Yeah, get no. that back up. You know what I'm saying? No. So y'all, make sure you shop. You guys support our own because you were yes. someone that I think you put in so much time and effort for us. And because of what you did, there's podcasts popping up. There's people doing different things because you started this entire idea of, hey, guys, I know we don't have it in Canada yet, but if you keep at it and you work hard, make a difference. So we appreciate you for that, for sure. For no doubt. Sure. No doubt. Thank you, guys. I can't uh, believe we're done already. I mean, no, I, we're not no. done yet. One more segment. <laughs> we have the most exciting part. Our segment called That's Absurd. That's Absurd, Fahim, bro. What was absurd this week? What was absurd? You've heard the term putting it, putting, uh, putting the house down on it. Well, <laughs> you know, this particular man put his, literally, literally put the house down on it. The man tweeted out to, uh, to uh, Dame Lillard, about le losing his house pretty much if he doesn't get 
to the playoffs. That's well, how it got- actually it was 42 games. He's like, Dame was the number. So, so he was like, Dame, like, how are you feeling, bro? Like, how's your leg? Because <laughs> I need you to win 42 games this year or else I lose my house. <laughs> wow. Drew, that's up. Absurd. 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 <laughs> Drew, what's your thoughts on this fan who don't know Dame from, from nobody yeah. to put this pressure on him? Like, your thoughts on this? <laughs> I mean, it takes all kinds nowadays. I mean, people want attention uh, even when they don't deserve attention. And it's just, it's the world we live in, guys. I mean, I, I like I said, it's such a battle for me because I have a certain you know, way I go about things, what I think is, you know, right, respectful, and you know what I mean, respects the culture when it comes to hoops and whatnot. But nowadays, it's almost like anything goes, and people just want their five minutes of fame. Here we are, all of us, we're putting in work to kind of build, you know, to get to a point, and there are people that'll put up a video, and all of a sudden, you know, that video hits 100 million views and they're they're bringing in 100,000 bucks from YouTube, you know what I mean? Or whatever the, <laughs> the ratio is. It, it, it's just a different world and it's adapting. Like we all have to adapt. And if you don't adapt, and if I was like for on point, if I was like, man, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm on point. No, guess what I do, guys? I bring in the young people, the 20-year-olds, the 21-year-olds. <laughs> I say, guys, how do we grow on point? What do you guys see? And how do we, um, you know, resonate with the young people? And, and mm-hmm. that's how you got to be. You can't be in this silo thinking you're going to be able to, <laughs> you know, be on top all the time. You better adapt or else you're going to fall to the wayside. <laughs> no, well, it's, it, it, it's so true. And that's why, like, for me, I, re- I think it's funny that, you know, especially now with betting, right? You know, uh, people bet many things. We see, I saw one guy, I think he bet like $500, won 50000 Like right. betting is, and I think betting has really changed the, the sports environment to a point where, and a question for you, Drew, do you think that these fans, for example, back in the day, no fan would ever ask Jordan, yo, bro, do this or what? Like, like the fans today have so much audacity, okay? It's like <laughs> the audacity is on cap, right? Do you, yes. think, do you think gambling and betting has created this detachment of fans to athletes to a point where, Dame, I don't really care about you and your wife or your kid, but just win, just win these games for me, please. Like, I feel like fans today don't really respect players emotionally as before. Now it's all about my betting, my, my card, I got to win this game. Thoughts on how, how gambling has changed fans towards athletes? Well, it's obviously changed because it's, it's, it's more mainstream now. And so you have a lot of, you know, the, the different gambling. I forgot what they call it, but you can, even in like a Super Bowl, you can, you can, you know, gamble on, you know, who gets the first kickoff or if, who has yeah, the first punt on the right. team. Like so many uh, props, right? I, I right. believe that's what it's called. Right. Um, it's becoming more mainstream. Um, you know, the NBA has always had a little bit of a love-hate with the gambling, they, they didn't want that to creep in. And then you look at what happened with the, the referees, um, <laughs> Tim Donahue and all those guys. Uh, so there's still some tiptoeing around, but let's, let's face it, it's gonna be a part of it. I also think the next wave, uh, as far as the sports world and even real life is the NFTs guys. And the fact that now 
um, you know, your likeness or a video clip of 20 seconds of LeBron throwing down could be worth $5 million uh, through, mm -hmm. through the crypto market and all that. And so now teams you see are signing up with these crypto companies to offer those to their fans. So mm -hmm. I even have to kind of think of that even now with the NCAA giving the NIL, so names, image, and likeness uh, rights back to players to where they can sell it themselves now. Maybe even in the high school level, guys, with the circuits we do, maybe we can bring in and have N uh, NFTs and then part of that revenue goes to us, but part of it goes to the kids. Mm -hmm. So now you have another avenue it's not betting but it's still kind of like you know what hey somebody's putting up bidding <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially somebody's putting money to bet and maybe they want to flip that nft so say we have an elijah fisher a uh, great dunk and we are able to turn that into an nft and in three years we put that nft out when elijah fisher's an all-star in the nba could you imagine the, the implications of that going forward as far as making sure you have that content and mm -hmm. keeping that or maybe putting it out when you can. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, I think that the, it's so limitless right now and creators like yourself, creators like us, we can do it now. We don't need a big television network. We don't need, um, you know, a whole lot of money. If we make content that people resonate with, brands are going to come on board and and things like nfts are going to be possibilities so i'm i'm so excited like i said it's 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 sometimes it's daunting because you're like oh this new social media app tiktok this and that how do we stay irrelevant bring on people that will help you and that are younger that'll help you relate to the new uh technologies that's my yeah. advice what good, good point good point um so one last thing in regards to the Dame situation, as you mentioned, it's 42 points, 42 wins. They got to 42 wins. So the man so did he keep his, did he keep his house or what? He gets, he yeah, gets he, he gets his house. And, and mind you, I don't, so let me give a direct uh, tweet here. He says, uh, Dame, how's the hamstring? I need you guys to win 42 games this year or I lose my house. Huge <laughs> fan. Even if I'm in the mansion or homeless. <laughs> So <laughs> that's commitment. <laughs> that's a real commitment, boy. <laughs> so sports I guess you're crazy, man. Sports fans, you guys know. Yo, sports fans? In, in America, like no, yeah. the whole the whole life, a lot of these people are about sports. Yeah, sports yeah. and gambling. I think is both. Yeah, it's a bit of both yeah. because because if you're a gambling addict and you love sports, like what a monster that you've right. created. <laughs> like, oh, real talk. So I'm like in, in Europe, yeah, it's like in Europe with soccer. Um, football oh. you know the same thing like it is a religion it's not yeah. you know even compared to our fans in north america like for soccer it's it's next level yeah next level yeah well so shout out to uh dame dollar he keeps the mansion and, dame. Uh, dame. <laughs> gotta give him some props on the, his rap skills though man he can he, he got some bars there man he's, Yo, he's really down. good he's talented he's we got yeah. I feel like now, like, we're living in a world where NBA players can rap and rappers can play basketball in pro leagues. J. Cole. So, Cole. hey, who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? He, he scored, <laughs> what, how, many, how many points did he score in that game? Was it the, the three, one bucket? No, the, really? yeah, the three points the first game. Three uh, points the first game, yeah. You know what? He released an album the same weekend. I mean, hey. talk about smarts. These guys know now. They understand uh -huh. now. So they smart. understand. So yeah. smart. Yeah, I haven't uh, taken the album. I took in the album. It's pretty fire. It's, it's to be expected. I heard. Yeah, J. Cole. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be yeah. lit.
Maybe I'm not. a old school guy, but you know, guys like him, J. Cole, Kendrick, um, trying to think who else, like of these young guys, the lyricists, that's because mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm 90s hip hop. So, you know, all the lyricists I grew up on, I want to see that remain in the hip hop game. And so for a guy like Cole, I love listening to his music. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping Kendrick is going to come out and drop something. Oh, I love if you, you haven't Kendrick. heard. If you haven't heard one of his older albums yet, Section 80, go back and listen right. to Section 80. Right. That thing is so, it was about, you know, the Reagan era and just like mind right. thought provoking, just like so deep, man. I right. love that. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. That's uh, Absol and uh, Schoolboy Q, Black Kitty. Yep. 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 No yeah, doubt. He, he, he's, he's one of the guys that, you know, you have to respect for the young guys uh, mm -hmm. right now. Uh, for yeah. sure. All right. So let's throw this episode in the books. That's episode 40. Episode 40. So, so Drew, we love to give our guests a chance to do a shout out. So the floor is yours. Man, I want to shout you guys out, first of all, because, um, uh, you know, nothing is too small. As you said, Nelly, start somewhere, keep plugging away. You know, you, you may not have all the followers that you, you want to have yet, but it's more it's more than that. It's about um, doing something good, doing something you believe in. And I'm telling you, once you can do it, people will come and right. opportunities will come. So that's my lesson to the young people out there. Like, you know, you're not going to get it overnight. No, nothing that's mm -hmm. worth it is going to happen overnight. You're going to have to put in hours. You're going to have to put in days. You're going to have to put in weeks. You're going to have to put in months. You're going to have to put in years. And then when you finally get there, you're going to look back and say, man, that was great. <laughs> no, man, we appreciate you, man. Like, honestly, we'll talk. And my shout out today, y'all, is for Mr. Drew on point. Bex, okay, because you're Mr. Busy, Busy, Busy. Like, I we gotta get you some gear, we gotta get you guys, yes, some gear. Nah, honestly. Man. Like, no, real talk. I'm like, oh, I should buy some on point gear because I like your I, I go on the site. I'm like, oh, shop not open yet, so yeah, yeah let us yet. know. Let us we know when it's open. We do sell, we do sell, like, if okay, you order it or hit us up, but really i i want to get somebody managing our merchandise because i'll tell you it is a it is a business on itself you, you, right. you can't do all the things i'm doing trying to go to the events and then also try to run the store like ooh, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> right. so if anybody's well, out there and has experience in that and you know i do have a merch guy but we could use somebody to come in and just kind of manage that part of it look, man look at this. job offer job yeah. offer y'all look at that job offers. Upon a good rookie's podcast, right? Job offers. So, Job no, offers, honestly, Drew, yeah. like, thank you for being here. We truly appreciate it. We're humbled and we wish you nothing but the best. Again, folks, go to his website, www.onpointbasketball.com. That's right. Yo, my shout out <laughs> simple. Once again, hit him back. Drew, like, as familiar with On Point from, from way back. And, <laughs> and, and when you were out, there wasn't anyone else doing what you were doing so i recognize the brand as just being a fourth like a you know a head of the game for sure so it's great to see that the brand is still going still strong and and pivoting and and, and prospering so um enough respect all right thank you boss yeah we're not where we want to be yet but we're on our way and you make a great point and i tell people don't think one step ahead don't think two steps ahead Think three steps ahead. So when <laughs> something hits you, you're ready to pivot. You're ready to adapt. 
and you're ready to take things to the next level. So That's thanks right. for having me, guys. Anytime you want me on, I'm loving it. Uh, and, oh, you know, looking forward to doing more that. things together. No, nice, for sure, nice, for nice. sure, y'all. Guys, that was episode 40, yo. So as you already know, if you had a good time, you had a real good session with us, subscribe tell a friend and tell a friend fahim <laughs> that's right you know where to find us we're out there wherever you want to check us out we're there for you that's good rookies podcast episode 40 and we out peace <laughs>